This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in our lives, and when we get sober, they can almost feel magnified at first because we're adjusting to feeling all our feelings again rather than using alcohol to numb them. I was honestly really surprised when I got sober at how many emotions came up for me. I remember literally saying, I have so many feelings right now, and it felt really overwhelming having to feel them all. But the great thing about that is that it gave me the clarity and awareness that I had some things to work through, like people-pleasing and like my own self-talk. That's where therapy can be so helpful because because it's a safe space to get things off your chest and begin to work through what's been weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. What I really love about BetterHelp is that it's entirely online. All you have to do is fill out a questionnaire and you'll be matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime with no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com happiest today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash happiest. There are so many amazing perks of being sober, and one of my favorites is that sobriety allows us to take self-care to the next level, and it gives us such a sense of confidence. There's really nothing like feeling confident in your own skin. That's why I'm so excited to tell you about today's sponsor, One Skin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. I've told you about how when I got sober, one of my favorite things was starting a skincare routine because that was not something I ever prioritized before, but let's be honest, knowing what the best skincare routine is can be a little overwhelming. That's why I'm excited about OneSkin. There's no complicated routine, no multiple step protocols, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code HAPPIEST at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code HAPPIEST. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support my show and tell them I sent you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Happiest Sober Podcast. I hope that you're having an amazing week so far. And you know what? If you're not, I have such a great episode for you today to brighten your day because today I'm chatting with Deb, also known as the Mocktail Mom. And honestly, I genuinely just freaking love her. She is such a joy. She's so much fun. She has just such an incredible energy and she has just such an inspiring story to share. So you're sure to come away from this episode feeling really inspired by her. She is such a light in this community and you're also probably going to come away feeling very motivated to have some fun and get experimental with making some fun mocktails because I know I came away from this conversation very much wanting to step up my game. So with that being said, I'm not going to make you wait any longer to hear it, but grab something fun to sip on because here is my chat with Deb, the Mocktail Mom. Hi, Deb. How's it going? Oh, my gosh. So good. So good. My light, <laughs> my uh, my lighting just went out before we started recording. So if I look like I'm sitting in a dark room, I'm not. <laughs> it does. You, you Is look it lit beautiful up? Is it lit up and well good? lit and you've got the purple okay, behind you. Good. I love It's very like um, Monica and Rachel's apartment. I love oh, it. Oh, nice. Okay. It's like a little episode yeah. of Friends. Welcome. Yes. I love that. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you here. Oh, I had so much fun going on me. your podcast. I a couple oh, months ago now, I think. It has been a couple months. Yes. Thank you for coming on. It was so wonderful to chat with you. Seriously. Just love you. Absolutely Aww. love you. I love you too. I know. That's why I've been so excited for this one. You have the best energy. I know I'm old enough to be like your mother or your grandmother, but I just <laughs> think you are something special. 
Oh, well, the feeling is very mutual. So I've been excited to Thank have you. you. Have you Thank on here? You. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So how, remind me, how long have you been sober? What's your sober date? Okay. So my sober date is December 31st, 2020. Oh. 2020. Okay. Because it was like Okay. I'm 2022. Is enough. Yes. Is that how you were? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like- I was 2020 November. Okay. So yeah, right, right so before So we're close me. together. Yeah, super close. But okay. So- Wait, so December 31st, you stopped drinking on the 31st on New Year's Eve? I did. I was not planning. That's unusual. It's so Usually unusual. Usually New Year's Day. Yes, exactly. Like last hurrah on New Year's <laughs> Eve and then quit on New Year's Day. Why did that why did it work out that way? Oh, I I planned a big hurrah. Yeah. I had my bottle of wine. I was going to like, yeah, just going to like drink the whole thing, be like, okay, this is it. And then I'm going to like take the month of January off. I just want to like take take a break. Yeah. I just need to take a break. And then that day, like just our, you know, I don't know, for me, I was more like everybody would go to bed and then I'd have a, I'd maybe have a glass of wine when people, my family was up or whatever, or maybe two, but then it'd be like, okay, when the house is quieter, then I'd be like, okay, now I can dig into the rest of the wine. Mm. Well, it never happened that evening. I never kind of had that time where it was like, I could really like have my final hurrah like I wanted to. Wow. And so I went, I just, I didn't even open the wine that night, never opened it. And then when the first came, I was like, okay, well, now I have like a free pass for one day for this break I'm trying to take for January. That was like what oh, I had. Like you could very drink one day in January to make I up I was for like, it. okay, exactly. My brain would like, do the exact I, yeah. same thing. I was like, okay, well now I have like a whole I've day where at some point I've earned a day yeah. in the month of January where if I want to drink, I can drink because I didn't drink on the 31st. I was so like excited. Like now I have a little pass. Yeah. And then I got into, you know, dry January, whatever you call it, taking that break. And I started feeling so good. It was very hard in the beginning, yeah. very, very hard. But I started feeling so good. I never used that day. I still have that day. Well, <laughs> I'm never going to turn it in. I'm never turning it in. I don't need it. Yeah. You know, don't need it. But yeah, it was it was a very hard breakup. I was very much had a BFF with my Chardonnay. Oh, my uh, were God. Were you wine? Yeah. I was a wine, but I was a Sav Blanc. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was Chardonnay. Okay. Yes. And now I love the Sav Blanc. I love um, what I drink. Actually, I just bought it yesterday too. It's um, I have a bottle of it right behind me, an empty one. It's Giesen. Okay. I've been wanting Sauvignon to Blanc. try that one because I <gasps> oh. used to drink real Giesen wine. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Really? I didn't even know they had real Giesen. Yes. But back back in the day. Yeah. yeah when I was okay. living in Australia, it was a popular wine at one of the bars that I bartended at. So when I saw... I and I I don't think I ever really see them here at home, but I saw that they were doing non-alcoholic, and I've been wanting to try it. Last I checked, which was a long time ago, I hadn't. Um, they weren't in Canada yet, so I'll have to check on that. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's so good. Actually, I had the um, I had their winemaker on my podcast. No way. I did because I mean I'm I'm a mega fan. Yeah. I mean I absolutely love it. It keeps me it keeps the guardrails up for me to have good alcohol-free wines I can continue to enjoy, mm-hmm. you know, not have a hangover. And so he came on the podcast, his name's Duncan. And um, I was shocked that they kind of how they stumbled into the non-alcoholic space. Really? Because I didn't drink. I mean, I knew they, now I know they have alcohol wines, but like when I was drinking alcohol, I didn't know I, that wasn't a brand I, I drank. Mm-hmm. I was more like Josh and Kim Crawford. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, he came on and just to they basically did like a wellness challenge as a company oh. uh, in this was the end of ni- 2019, I think, or 20, 2020, but it was right around the pandemic. They did this wellness challenge and he said like a little bit into the, it was like a month long. They had to like eat a certain way, you know, exercise and not drink alcohol. And this is a winery. Right. And he's like, basically like a few days in, we all kind of looked at each other and we're like, what are we doing? Like, we can't drink wine. So they went to the grocery store to buy ingredients to figure out how to make non-alcoholic wine. 
That's so cool. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, there's so many good alcohol-free wines now, but it's definitely it's one of my one of the favorites. Be- okay, so I have it's to one of my favorites. It. Yeah. So anyway, sorry. All that to say, with the Sauvignon Blanc, I didn't mean to take a yeah, left turn. No, Houston, not but, at all. That's um, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I yeah. am curious. I'm always fascinated with people whose story is like, I did a dry month and kept going because I felt great. Because I did a dry month January 2020. Okay. And I was miserable. <laughs> and yeah. I drank at midnight yeah. on February 1st. So had you uh, had you taken breaks before? Had you done dry months before that? Or was that your first time doing one? I had, but it was more like a – almost like a health challenge, like a weight loss okay. challenge and stuff was more why I wasn't drinking at that time. And it was like, oh, I felt good. But this was like, okay, I've I've really like kind of gone off the rails mm-hmm. here. Like 2020 just was like – you know, you're, we were just home There's and it was nothing like, okay, else to well, do, it felt like. it's two o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I'll pour a glass now, you know, or whatever. It was just too much. So it had just gotten to be my habit had grown so much. That I was like, okay, I really have to take a break from you, you know, mm-hmm. from alcohol. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like overall health, even though I probably needed to do that too. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, it was really more just about the alcohol at that point. So, I never intended to go longer than my initial challenge ever. Wow. I mean, no way. Like, and, and to use the word sober, like to say I was sober, like, why would I say that? That word? Yeah. That means you have like, you know, there's something major that happened. Uh-huh. So yeah, I just, I felt so good as the month went on. And then I wanted to kind of like, I wanted to set another goal. I was like, okay, if I could get to like 60 days and I, I couldn't, I thought there's no way, like there's no way mm-hmm. I get to 60 days got to 60 days. It was like, okay, if I could get to a hundred days, a hundred days, like I, okay. I just kind of kept setting new goals. Mm-hmm. So actually at that hundred day mark, I was out at my sister's house. I have two sisters and I was out at my oh, younger sister's house in Arizona. Oh yeah. really? I'm the middle of two girls. Oh, I'm yeah. the baby. Oh, you're the baby. That's right. We're That's right. I both from all girl families and I all love girls. that. Yes. Yes. And you get along so great with your mom <laughs> yeah. and yeah. yeah. And, and you've I got your two daughters. I yes. love. Okay. Yes. All girls. I love all it. Surrounded by women. Team girls. I have a girl dog. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Little Coco. Oh, cute. Um, okay. Sorry. So you're yeah, at your sister's for your hundred day. Yeah. I was out at my sister's and she has like a trail by her house and there's like these little markers along the trail. I don't know if it's like for mileage or whatever. I don't know, but there was a marker and it literally said a hundred. It was my hundredth day. So I took this selfie, you know, it was just like, and it just was like, okay, keep going. Like just keep going, you know? So I have never once regretted breaking up with Chardonnay. Like there's nothing bad that has come in my life since giving up alcohol. And I thought it was going to be drudgery. I thought it was going to be horrible. Yeah, It was hard. The beginning was very hard. So I can understand why your first month was why January was horrible. Yeah. Right. It's hard. Oh, I love that story of the 100 sign. Like what a little kind of wink from the universe. Yeah. It was like, okay. It was like on this pillar. It was like the number 100. And I was like, okay, I have to, you know, memorialize this day. This is a big, it's a big deal to get to three digits. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So yeah, you just got to a thousand, right? Yeah. I passed a thousand. Yep. Yep. I had a thousandth day. Yeah. We're, we're just like a month apart. So we're both coming up on three years. It's crazy. Which is wild. Yeah. Oh my God. You talking about like, oh, 30 days felt impossible. 60 days felt impossible. hundred days. Like I could really put myself back there. I remember four days because it took me a few tries when I, when I eventually later that year tried to actually get sober. I remember four days always feeling like a big deal. I remember getting to the three week mark, which I only did, I think once or twice before it stuck, always feeling like such a big deal. Like those numbers feel so impossible when you're just starting out. It's like, you can't wrap your head around it even. I remember day nine. I mean, I wanted a glass of wine Mm -hmm. so bad. It was just like, it was just like, okay, it just takes the edge off. Mm -hmm. It, it, 
it did yeah. you know, for, for stress of life. And it was what I was used to using to take the edge off. Yeah. So day nine was very hard. And the next day it was like, okay, double digits, double digits. Like that was, that was a miracle. I remember texting my friend saying like, oh, I know it's not, it doesn't seem that big, but like I haven't drank in 10 days, double digits. Like that's a big deal for me. Yeah. It's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I always want to encourage people and support them and cheer them on. Like when it's day three, like that's a big deal. That's huge. It's huge. Especially the beginning is so hard. And when we keep doing it over Mm -hmm. and over, keep doing the hardest part over. So anyway, I'm so happy you're- It's so true. It's so true. And- Take me back a little bit to your drinking days. Like, did it just kind of – was COVID really the thing that that turned it? Was it always a little bit problematic for you? Like, what did alcohol yeah. – how did it kind of affect you in those days? So I did not grow up a drinker, wasn't a partier at all. I mean, not to say that I didn't drink, but I mean, I I wasn't – I wasn't – having, you know, blackouts in college or anything like that. You know, right, I wasn't, wasn't right. a partier, never had like a rock bottom or anything. Personally, I had – rock bottoms of shame, you know, from drinking too much. Yeah. But it was just mm-hmm. like, um, trying to think, I mean, I got married, I'm, I'm remarried now. I got married the first time when I was like 24, mm-hmm. went through a divorce. Um, when I was, well, I don't know how old I was, but <laughs> went through a divorce in my late thirties, I should say my late thirties went through a divorce. And, um, right before that, my older daughter, who's now 21 and the picture of health, like she's so beautiful, but she had been very, very sick. Um, we spent 160 nights on the pediatric oncology unit. Um, she was treated at the NIH, um, in Bethesda, Maryland. And, um, so we had been through a lot of trauma, like just, you know, with that. And I wasn't, again, I was on the hospital unit with her. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't having wine or whatever. Um, we kind of got through that. She was in remission and then went through a divorce. And then after that, um, I went through breast cancer. I lost both of my parents. They were just like in a I don't know, in like an eight or nine year period, there were like a lot of really hard things, which I know a lot of people go through, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. Really horrible things. Um, And wine just started to help numb the edges of the pain, you know, that I was feeling. I mean, I'm a person who's typically very happy and joyful Mm -hmm. naturally. And um, I just felt like I was, yeah, just trying to get through those really hard times, you know. So wine did its job, you know, it numbed the pain, but it also numbed the edges of my joy. And, um, Mm. it was kind of like then 2020 came, you know, and I'm, in the meantime, there were good things happening in my life. It wasn't like it was, but it was, I mean, I got remarried, you know, I have two daughters. Um, so, you know, and they were both healthy just to have my kids not attached to an IV pole is, is a gift. The joy, like the gift of a normal day of a normal day wake up in your own bed, take a shower in your own shower. That's a gift. I will never take that for granted. You know, to wake up in the hospital room with the, your daughter who's seven years old attached to an IV pole is a whole nother experience. So anyway, all that to say, oh it just, there were like a lot of hard things. It was like wine just helped kind of get through that. And then it was like, okay, enough is enough. Like this is not who I am. This is not mm-hmm. who I am. I am not a mom who is zoning out every night. And that's what I was doing. But I'm like, this is not who I want to be. I always wanted to be a mom. I didn't envision myself with a bottle of Chardonnay, (laughs) you know, helping me get through. So, but it was very acceptable. I mean, it is very acceptable. It's like, oh, you're having a hard time. Oh, have some wine. Oh, you're celebrating. Have Mm -hmm. some wine. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I even, I mean, I think of a friend of mine who she was going through a really hard time during COVID. I brought her pizza and wine twice. Yeah. I feel bad. But it was like, at that time, it was like, this is going to help you. Let me help you. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. 
And that is like that. That's a lot. That's a lot of heavy things to go through in a short amount of time. And it's like the most human thing to want to reach for comfort and to want to reach for an escape through that. Like it's completely understandable that that became your coping mechanism. Absolutely. But like what a beautiful way of saying it that like, yes, it numbed that pain, but it was also numbing your joy. Yeah. Because I mean, I didn't realize that. I did not realize that how alcohol does not discriminate. I was like, well, this is okay. I feel good. You know, you feel great. Like the first 15 minutes of your glass of wine, a little buzz. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I didn't realize that it was also numbing out, you know, my relationships. Yeah. My availability, my emotional availability, all of it. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm very thankful. I'm like the most grateful to be free from alcohol. Yeah. And I don't, I don't have any problem if somebody drinks or my husband, yeah. my husband's kind of accidentally sober at this point. I don't think he's had a drink as long as me, but he's not <laughs> counting it. No, he does. He could like totally yeah. take it or leave it. Doesn't care. But, um, I mean, if he yeah. had a drink, I don't care. I wouldn't be upset or anything like whatever. Right. But for me, it's definitely worked out a lot better to, to put it down. Yeah. And there's yeah. so many good things to drink. You know, it's like, I don't need it to have something to drink, you know? That's right. Thing. Yeah. A hundred percent. There's so many, it's so funny. I I'm actually so curious about that. For you, were like the alcohol-free drinks since you're the mocktail mom. Were the alcohol-free drinks all like always? Were they a really helpful tool for you when you got sober? Like a hundred percent. Like I, yeah. it was like minute one. I was like, okay, what am I going to drink? Actually, I have the receipt, which I don't save any receipts. I mean, I walk out of Costco, I crumple up the receipt, I throw it away. I keep nothing. Yeah. For whatever reason, I found this receipt in a journal. I like. Did you do this where you buy journals and you're like, I'm going to journal? I have like 800 empty journals. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, yes. so it's a journal apparently from 2021 when I was going to journal. And in the front cover is the receipt from Total Wine on December 31st when I bought a bottle of alcohol-free wine because I was like, oh, what am I going to drink? I feel like I need to like, oh, I should wow. frame that and hang it up. Like that was the first alcohol-free you know drink that I purchased thinking like, okay, this will help me kind of surf the urge, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think definitely yeah. they've been one of the best tools for me is to have non non-alcoholic options. And I know for some people it's it could be a trigger, you know, maybe if something tastes mm-hmm. too much like what they used to drink, maybe like the the geese in Sauvignon Blanc, it might be too close to what you yeah. used to have. You might be like, "You know what? That's not for me." Or maybe for some mm-hmm. people an alcohol-free beer is too close or whatever or mocktail, mm-hmm. but for me kind of all of it, the whole world of non-alcoholic options has just been so fun to explore. And it's like if I don't like, yeah. I'll try something. I'm like if I don't like it, I just don't buy it again or make it again or you know, whatever. So it's been an adventure. It's been really fun. I love that. And yeah, it's kind of just like the, for me, it was the ritual of it all. Like I was so in the habit of getting off of work and pouring my glass of wine. And when I quit drinking, I was like, I I missed that. And it really helped me to have an alcohol-free bottle and be able to – it literally just felt like a replacement. It was like a way for me to fill the void. And for some people, they don't like that. But for me, it it was interesting to watch because even for me, like I I really relied on it at first and then it became something that like I didn't need anymore, but I could just have it if I wanted it kind of thing. Yeah, almost like training wheels at the beginning. It's like, okay, you know what? Like I'm still – yeah, like I'm still on track, but I just – it gives you something in your hand. Like if you walk into a party, Mm -hmm. first question they're asking you like, what do you want to drink? You know, you want to have something. You want to feel like an adult at the party, you know, not with like your little sippy cup of juice, you know, or Shirley Temple, nothing against Shirley. (laughs) That's something my mom says too. She'll be like, I, I, because her siblings would drink when she first got sober, she was in her Uh twenties and she was like, I started putting water in my wine glass. I don't have to be a baby with a sippy cup. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. You can have a grown up glass. Yes. Yeah. 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 Put it, even if it's just sparkling water, put it in a pretty wine Mm -hmm. glass, you know. The other thing I will say that really did help me in the beginning 
or I should say kind of early in my journey was getting new glasses, getting new drinking glasses to create new memories oh. because oh, I, like that. I had this, like, I still have it. It's a best, it's the best mom ever tumbler wine, you know, one of those little stemless wine tumblers, you know, and mm-hmm. that's what I used to put my wine in at night. And it would, then I'd wake up in the morning, it'd be sitting next to me at the bedside table and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I did it again. Well, it was like early in my alcohol-free journey and I had had a bottle of non-alcoholic wine and I woke up in the morning, you know, without a hangover, but that was the first, that was the glass I saw sit, or, you know, the tumbler sitting next to me on the bedside table. And my first thought was like, oh my gosh, I did it again. Oh my gosh. Like I, oh my gosh, I can't believe I drank. And then I was like, wait a minute. No, it was non-alcoholic wine. But I think if I'd had like new glasses, even if it's just like get yourself one or something special to put your non-alcoholic yeah. stuff in to start creating new memories, you know, and kind of change the track of where your brain has been used to going, whatever the science is for all that, you know? Yeah. But um, yeah, just change, change the, change your habits. So I love that tip because I was so big on like in the beginning, like I'm going to pour my seltzer even into like a fancy yeah. glass. So I pour it into a wine glass, but I love that idea of getting yourself like a fresh glass even just knowing like alcohol has never, never been, been in, in here yes before. it's never exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i have one i, I made like it it that. says um real housewives of marco polo are you on marco polo or in the app marco polo do you no. do marco polo no oh it's no. a fun little what app is marco polo? it's an app it's like almost like a texting app but they're little videos so you can like leave your girlfriends or you know friends or video or whatever yeah so like oh that's so it's fun so fun and yeah you can anyway so whatever so i have some friends and we're on marco polo so i call us like the, yeah. the real housewives of marco polo <laughs> It's just like a texting app, but you leave yourself, you leave, you yeah. leave each other little video messages, which is nice. Oh my God. You know what I still use for this, which I feel like I'm way too old for is I still use Snapchat. No. Nice did you like the, all, the, did you do all the filters? Videos. Are you the filter girl? Not like the so little, much. No, I, uh, Not so much. Only if it's like a, a funny filter because yeah, yeah. it's like really like ugly do or people something still Snapchat? weird. People Snapchat? I, I'm so behind the times. You know what? I, I do still Snapchat. I Snapchat with my sisters. That's I Snapchat so with my mom. That's so cute. Snapchat with my friends. I've made a few people get back on it like, who were like, I didn't think it was a thing anymore. Like It, it is. is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I used to drunk Snapchat. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Drunk text. And oh, yeah. Yes. Or post. But Snapchats disappear when you send them. Oh, shoot. So you don't wake, you wake up and in the so morning. You I have would, no idea what you said. I would sent. wake up and I would see all the people I Snapchatted. I didn't know what I said. It or what I sent or what pictures I sent, traumatizing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you used to get, like, bad anxiety? You said you'd feel the shame after drinking. I, like, was absolutely. that always a thing for you? Like, the shame, the anxiety? Anxiety, absolutely. I yeah. thought, I mean, when I stopped drinking at the end of 2020, I mean, I was really feeling depressed. I felt, like, just mm-hmm. so down, down about myself, yeah. down about my, you know, my outlook on life. You know, I just felt, like, mm-hmm. bleak. And, and I don't think it was just because of 2020. You know, it just felt so, and it was all from alcohol. I got rid of that, and like, I feel like I'm on Wellbutrin. You know, like I feel I just—it's like that's all I needed was just to get rid of the alcohol. It's just a depressant. Yeah. It was like putting a heavy blanket yeah. on my personality and on my, you know, my joy. So yeah, just getting rid of that has been has alleviated a lot of the anxiety that I was feeling and the depression. Definitely, yeah. I was feeling depressed. Was it just like a moment of clarity, like a realization that day that you needed to stop? Uh, no, I mean, it had been, it had definitely been several months of like, mm-hmm. um, I would say like sober window shopping, you know, on Instagram, mm-hmm. you know, scrolling at night when, with my wine, you know, yes. three glasses in. I used to still you know, lurk it yeah, hungover. Am I an alcoholic? <laughs> you know, Google. Yeah. And then, you know, sober Dave would go by and, you know, I'd watch his videos and this other girl in England, like all the, cause it'd be like two in the morning here and it'd be like more. 
it'd be like daytime for them. So all these like British people would come in my feed, you know, they're all like starting their day and they're all sober and feeling good, good. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's me like (laughs) two in the morning, still (laughs) finishing up my wine. But, um, yeah. So yeah, I kind of sober window shopped for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just kind of stalked them. Mm-hmm. Right. And I did the exact same did you? thing for months. Did you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It, it really helped me. It did It help. was my it, – it eased me into it. It did help. Like there was a lady I followed mm-hmm. – I don't – because it was a different Instagram account. I just had like my personal one. Then when I s- started making mocktails, I started my Instagram yeah. this, this account. But anyway, so there's a lady that I followed. She lived in England, lives in England. She has three boys, three or four boys. And she would post about – she was sober – doesn't have a program or a podcast, like nothing, like just a mom who was posting about like, my boys are at their dads this weekend and I walked 20,000 steps and I'm on day, whatever, 43 mm. or something, you know? And like, she was just sharing like how she was like living life without alcohol. And to me, it was like so mind boggling. Like, how is she doing yeah. that? How are your kids going away for the weekend? Cause my kids would go away for the weekend. Like, how are you doing that? And you're not drinking, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause it was like, it was like, okay, now I can relax all weekend, you know? Right. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, window shopping helped. Definitely. It does. I remember yeah. seeing a girl on sober Instagram take like a mirror selfie in the in the bathroom of like her work party being like, I did it sober. And like one of my last things that oh. made me like a wreck about drinking was blacking out at a work party. Oh. And seeing that, I was like, oh my God, like what a good feeling must yeah. that be? Yeah, like to be there. Not, no regrets. Yeah. No like, what did I say? Yeah. yeah. Have you uh-huh. read the book Blackout? Yes. I love that that book. Yeah. My membership, we just read that book. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. So good. good. One line that burned into Mm. my brain because I read it in my first few months, but I remember she says, the the nights I don't remember are the nights I can never forget or something along those lines. Yeah. Like, oof. Yeah. There's a lot of those little like, yeah, like zingers in that book. Yeah. 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 So good. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So good. Oh my gosh. So, okay. So you start your dry month thinking it's just a break. What were what were the changes that you felt in your 30 days and 60 days and 100 that made you feel like, okay, like there's no going back. This is it. You know, I have to say, honestly, starting my Instagram account, I had so much fun mm. making videos. Like, you know, you have extra time now. Now you're not buzzed in the evening and yeah. I don't like to do puzzles or coloring. Like I don't want to do any of that. You know? So I was like, I started my Instagram account and honestly, I was having so much fun and then I felt like almost accountable to people that I was sharing, you know, I was sharing like that my journey. I was sharing yes. like, today was a really hard mm-hmm. day or this is what I made tonight, you know. And I felt accountable in some ways to these, I don't want to say like these people, but you know what I mean? Like I felt like, you know, you start building a community of people who you connect with and you yeah. comment on their feeds and stuff. And I was like, I don't want to go back now. Like I'm having so much fun. I was having so much fun trying new drinks and, you know, just meeting other sober people in the sober community. So I was like, I don't, so I don't know if that really answers your question, but I just, it, that just kind of helped me keep going, you know, was the, yeah. the fun that I was having in the community. So did you start, so your page, Mocktail Mom, did you start it like right when you started your sober journey? I started January 9th of 2021. So I started it 10 days in. We have so many parallels. Why? I What's started the mine the first month. Oh, really? I, no, like I started my account in my first month of sobriety I think it's as well. So, I like, I, it almost felt like a diary, you know? Like it totally was. Yeah, yes. it's really it's it, totally it was, was cathartic to have something for yes. me to pour my energy into 
that was productive, that I felt like I was encouraging mm-hmm. other people. I felt like I was supporting other people that maybe were a little further down the road than me. Like, I certainly don't know everything. I don't know. I still don't know anything about non-alcoholic drinks or, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'm just learning and I'm just, maybe I'm one step yeah. ahead of somebody. So let me encourage you that there's good things to drink and the fun's not over. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. love that. Yeah. But I yeah, totally you are a bartender. Agree. So yeah, I need to, well, you and I need to make drinks together. You can teach me a lot of things. Oh my God. <laughs> you know what? I always joke. I feel like I was such a mediocre bartender. <laughs> I bartended for one year and I was just like counting down, like ready to be on the other side of the bar. The whole time. <laughs> Get me out of here. <laughs> I spoke, yeah. I spoke to um, Tawny Lara, you know, the sober spe- uh, sex expert. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I spoke to her. I interviewed her the other day and okay. she said like, oh, I grew up bartending. If I was not behind the bar, I was on the other side of it. And I was like, that that is exactly how it was That's for me when I bartended. So I was in my very messy era of life. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if I remember anything, but I did memorize an espresso martini because that was my favorite. Really? Okay. Thing I learned. But I have yet. Do you do a virgin espresso martini? Because I have yet to yes. do you, well, you figure one out. Yep. I'm trying to think. I have it right here. Yeah, Liars. Do you ever use the Liars Coffee Original? Oh, okay. You can get this in Canada. Okay, so you use that for, yeah, for an little, espresso martini? Mm-hmm, you could use that for sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll find a recipe Perfect. and send it to you. Yeah. Oh my God, so fun. But yeah, no, coming back to the sober Instagram stuff, I I was the exact same. Like I started my account so early on. I wasn't even a month yet. I was like three weeks. I love that. And I think I started it with the intention of what you said was kind of just like a journal. Like it was a place to document oh, yeah. stuff where you knew people would get it. I kept mine anonymous for six months. Oh yeah. I mean I wasn't ready to put a face on it. Oh yeah, no. I didn't tell anybody. I mean I I yeah. did put my face on there, but yeah. I didn't tell anybody you didn't in tell my room. Real life. life. Like yeah. nobody knew. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even tell my husband. Really? I didn't tell anybody. I wasn't even taking that. I didn't even tell my family I was taking a break that month. I was like, oh, wow. Because I knew, I was like, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it seven days. So, so you didn't want to set yourself up to have to like fail in front of exactly. them. Exactly. I didn't want them to all be like, see, we knew, yeah. we knew you couldn't go a month without your wine. We knew. Like, we, right. I, I thought they were all just going to be like, which that's so sad, isn't it? Because I don't think they really would have. But like in my head, I was like, I don't want to yeah. fail in front of you guys. So I'm not going to say anything about it. Yeah. And I didn't tell anybody about my Instagram. And then one of my posts early on, I um I put my city or whatever, Crestwood, Kentucky, right? So I put my city, I, uh-huh. whatever, you know, you can like put like your location. So I did that on a post. And then one of my neighbors followed me and I was like, oh. Oh my gosh. Horrified. Oh, I was so oh my horrified because I hadn't told yes, anybody I was yes. taking a break. Nobody in my real life knew. And I was like, she's going to think I have a problem. Like that was my instant, my brain instantly went to like, you can't not drink and not have like, you, that doesn't, why would you not drink if you don't have a problem? You know? Right. So anyway, I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. I was like, block, block. <laughs> Now, like, now I don't care. I mean, everybody knows. Now I don't care, you know, but um, yeah, it was very embarrassing in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Oh, so, in the beginning, I yours totally was anonymous. Relate. Yeah. Yours I've was anonymous. Co- yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. It was anonymous. Like, you, you want anybody to find and- you? Yeah. No. Yeah. I was horrified at the idea of anyone finding me. I blocked some of my coworkers because I didn't want them yeah, to find totally. me. I was like, I didn't follow it on my personal account. Nope. Like I was like, no one can know. There's not going to be any clues. Um, yeah. No clues that lead to no. this road. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So funny. But yeah, like I signed up because I was like, oh, cool. Like a place to like write about my thoughts and yeah. connect with people. But what you said, I was not anticipating that it would be so much accountability. It, like it I helped, credit sober Instagram with really keeping me accountable on staying sober, which is really cool. So I love that you found that as well in yours. Yeah. And just the community. I mean, I feel like it's the most supportive, you know, um, community. I just, 
so many things right now are so divisive in this world. And I feel like you come on there and it's not about anything else except just supporting each other on mm-hmm. our alcohol-free journeys, whatever that looks like for each person. So I love that. I feel like it really is such like a special corner of the internet because like you, I could go online tomorrow and be like, I fucked up and I drank last night and I feel like I would get nothing but support and encouragement from people. And like I have no intention of doing that, but like how cool to feel that way, like to feel like you can really show up imperfectly. And I think the sober community is the most accepting of people who have screwed up because we've all been there. Like everyone's – Everyone's been I there. Totally Most agree. of us, it took us a few tries. Like, although I guess you got it on your first try, huh? Well, I don't know. No, I mean, I definitely took little breaks, but it wasn't like an intentional, right. like, I'm not, yeah, I don't, yeah, it was like, but this yeah. was like, okay, I really need, I need a little break. <laughs> this was yeah, a serious yeah. intentional break. Yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <gasps> oh, that's so cool. And then, yeah, you'll be three. I love that you're three, yes. three years. Yes. Three years on Three years. Yes. That's so, do so you exciting. do anything special for your, like, did you do anything special for your, 1000th day or was there like do you do anything on your sober bursaries? I usually just do like a celebratory dinner uh-huh. on the on the like year ones I'll That's do like great. a dinner. That's so great. Uh, what about you? I you know did usually yeah, this last year so it was 2 years so we went downtown to um well, it's New Year's Eve so it's like it's crazy busy and I am like the most like I want to be in my robe at home by 7 o'clock. I have no I don't want to be out at any party anywhere. <laughs> 11 o'clock at night. Anyway, so we went down like, we're like, I'm so old. So anyway, we went down for like almost like early bird, you know, mocktails, hilarious. Like I'm like 90. I'm really only 50, 51. But um, we had these, this, this restaurant has these delicious mocktails. So I mean, one of them was like, like there's, I don't know if they put dry ice in it. So it's like, it's steaming when it comes to your table. And anyway, it was just super fun. So we did that on the second year. And then um, for my thousandth day, I ordered on Etsy from this lady, I ordered a necklace and I wanted to have a comma put on it, like she does, like engraving or whatever. So I had her do a heart uh-huh. with a little comma in it, just to celebrate my oh, comma day. Because I'm the comma club. Oh, I love yeah. that. I'm in the comma. That's so we're fun. in the comma club. Yeah, like it's something to really celebrate. So a girl, actually, in my membership, she's a she works at a jeweler, a jeweler, a jewelry place, whatever, a jeweler. Anyway, she yeah. designed <laughs> this. Like I mean, it's like over a thousand dollars. I'm not buying it. Like the necklace I got was like fifty dollars, but she designed this. It's a comma with diamonds, and she's gonna order it for herself, and then she's gonna sell them. But it's beautiful. I mean, oh, it's I like it's a gorgeous piece of jewelry, and it's a comma. And nope, like you wouldn't like somebody would look at it, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know. Nobody knows you what it know means. what that means. Nobody would know mm-hmm. my necklace means, mm-hmm. but like I know what it means. It's so important. Of course, I'm not wearing it right now, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And again, coming back to the beginning, like imagine imagining a comma. No, imagine imagining. No, imagine thinking of a comma. In the beginning, like it, like it would have felt so unthinkable. No. Yeah, I just wanted to moderate. Like yeah. I really just wanted to be able to open mm-hmm. up a bottle of wine and have that last like two nights mm-hmm. or three nights, not like be looking for the second bottle. You know, I just wanted to be able to moderate. Right. So, but yeah, it works right. for some people. For me, I just have just have realized like it's a lot better to just. There's not all that head noise, you know. Like I think when I was trying to moderate, it was like, well, if he's gonna have it's another exhausting. one. Am I going to have another mm-hmm. one? Okay, well, then I get home. Do I have any at home? You know, like all that chatter is just gone. It's like yeah. your mind can just be quiet, yeah. you know? Now I'm distracted with other totally. things. Totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it is. It's like it's you a know real I mean? freedom. It's a real freedom for sure. 
Totally. Totally. I feel like it's like, like when you watch the news or whatever and you know, the person's talking, but then down at the bottom, there's that like ticker, you know, with the extra news that's going on and it's constantly going at the bottom of the screen. And I feel like that's how my brain was. It was like constantly like, mm-hmm. you know, okay, should I stop at the store? Do I need to get anything? Do I have any, you know, what do I have at home? You know, are we going to drink? You know, should I have yeah. a glass before we go out? Yeah. All of that. Right. So anyway, yeah, yeah it's quieted it's a lot. mind. It's you. You free up so much freaking mental space for yourself when you remove that. Totally. Yeah. People sure. don't realize. Yeah. And how much fun mm-hmm. it can be to be free from alcohol. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right? And what did we know? Like, right. Oh my god, so much fun. Yeah. And like get it. Like when would we have ever met? I know. <laughs> like how I'm fun serious. to be on this yes, call chat. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I know. Meet Getting the to meet best all of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've made so many the best people. Wonderful connections. I think of like. The hundreds of new friends that I have, hundreds of new friends Mm -hmm. from, Mm -hmm. you know, just from Sober Graham. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. 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 So cool. And what are, so like, you know, you're, you're in the comma club, you're coming up three years sober by the end of the year. What are the changes you've seen like in yourself and in your, in your life? I mean, honestly, just to not drag around a U-Haul of shame, you know, Mm -hmm. like I felt like every, not every morning, but like you know, many mornings, because it wasn't every single day, but it was like many, many mornings, you know, it was like, oh my gosh, I did it again. You know, so just to walk around, I just feel so free from, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, just so amazing and free from, from that bondage. It really yeah. was, it really yeah. was mental bondage. So yeah, it just feels so much better. I don't know if that's, it. I'm probably not answering your question. Say the question again. No, you are. That was a that was a beautiful answer. Yeah, no, and I couldn't agree more. And I feel like you. I think you almost don't realize how bad it really is when you're in it. I agree. Like because I mean, I knew it was bad when I would feel that anxiety and shame, but it was my norm, and it felt like for me something like, well, yeah, but I just have to put up with it because like I can't imagine life without alcohol and drinking. Like how am I gonna have fun? Exactly. How am I gonna do anything? So like it just feels like this Mm. consequence, it felt like a consequence I had to accept. Mm. And so like you said, the U-Haul of shame, like really getting sober and getting distance from it and realizing like you don't have to live that way anymore. And then looking back on like, I put myself through that for that long. Like I willingly made myself suffer. It's, it's kind of wild to look back on, right? It's like for what, for what? So I feel included at the party. So I feel Mm -hmm. I take the edge off for 20 minutes, you know, for what? Mm Like I'm losing so much because of this one thing, you know? Yeah. I yeah. thought it was going to be drudgery. I thought it was gonna be horrible. Yeah. But it's been, it's yeah. been the absolute best decision of my, <laughs> my forties, fifties for sure. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And you said, you said you didn't tell people for a while. How did it, how did it go telling, with telling people in your life? How did your social life change? What happened there? Well, you know what? I, I will say, I think because it was you know, COVID, right? So even like beginning mm-hmm. of 2021, oh, yeah. people weren't really even going out much, right? We were still kind of, you know, sheltering or whatever you call it. You know, it's like, I don't think my kids were even back in school yet. I mean, it was just, people were still home a lot more. So I feel like that was a bonus because there wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like that I was going to an event and feeling that pressure at a, you know, Kentucky Derby party to have a mint julep or anything, you know? So having that space, having a little time just at home, I felt like was actually very helpful for my alcohol-free journey. I think it, I think it would be mm-hmm. very hard to like day one, be back at a party with all my- Have to be doing stuff. Yeah. Or be yeah. at a bar, an event, you know, and yeah. you know, where maybe I traditionally did drink to feel like, okay, I'm, you know, you got to really have a lot of tools in the toolbox, plan ahead, mm-hmm. you know, 
pre-deciding and planning ahead of what you're going to do at that event because it's it's hard. Yeah. I wanted to ask, speaking of kind of like going to a party, going to an event, going to a bar, I know something you always ask on your podcast is like, what's your go-to order? Oh. <laughs> so I want to ask you, oh. when you go out, what's your go-to? What do you order when you go out? Okay. All right. Wait. I actually, this is one, I'm about to spill my drink. Okay. Um, This is one, one of my guests, Um, his name is Rich Loud. Do you follow him on Instagram, Richard Loud? You, if you do, you, sh- you need to follow him. He's great. He I posts will, great okay. non-alcoholic drinks and stuff. He was my guest on one of my podcasts. I forget, episode six or early, really early on. Anyway, this is a drink that he orders when he goes into a restaurant, and I love it. It's so good. Like, easy. Okay, so ginger beer and a highball glass with ice, okay. four dashes of orange bitters, and a squeeze of lime juice. Oh, and garnish it. I'm a Moscow mule. Oh, so there you go. Yeah, so you would love that. Yeah, so ginger beer, I would Mm -hmm. love that. Yeah, yeah. Or just a ginger beer without the vodka. I mean, something like that. Simple. It's so easy. Mm -hmm. There's a restaurant here in town. They'll make those for me. It's five dollars. I mean, they don't even charge me like a just a. You feel like you're still having a drink, but you're not having any alcohol. So, anyway, that's Rich Loud's um, mocktail that I order a lot when I go out. So super good. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And okay, tell, talk a little bit about what you do with Mocktail Mom. Like how did you kind of get started with that? And now you're, I feel like you're the, <laughs> you're the mocktail queen on so Instagram. So fun. <laughs> um, I just, I wanted to do, I, w- I didn't want to be like a sober coach. Like there were a lot of sober accounts and stuff. And I was like, I have no desire to be a sober coach. I'm not, a, not a, I can't coach anybody about anything. <laughs> I can't explain anything. I'm not very articulate. Disagree. I, but, yeah, like, after chatting with that, you this you whole time. Like I followed Sober Dave. So I was like, oh, maybe I should be Sober Deb, you know? And I was like, no, I don't want to be a sober mm-hmm. coach. But, um. But I was really getting into mocktails and I'm, and I'm a mom. So I was like, you know, let's, let's do mocktail moms. So that's kind of how I got started. Um, was just, you know, just kind of leaning into who I am and what I was doing. Um, yeah. 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 So that's how it all started. And then I just shared on Instagram and then from there it's just grown. I mean, I have a membership now, um, yeah. which has been so great. It's just, it's a women only and we just get together once a week for a happy half hour. We make a mocktail, just connect. We do a Fun. book club. Like if people want to read the book, they can, it's kind of real, like open hands. Like if you want to read the book that month, great. If not, you know, we talk about the last Thursday night of the month, um, on our happy half hour. And, um, then I started a podcast in January, um, thriving alcohol free with mocktail mom. And again, just to encourage people like you are like, just that the fun's not over you know, and it, mm-hmm. and for me, like, that there's still really good things to drink. So, yeah. I love that. I love what a fun energy you bring oh, to all of it. Because I feel like those are the things that are shifting the way people see sobriety. Agreed. Like, I know for me, when I was struggling with my drinking, I still very much believed, like, oh, you only get sober if you're, like, an alcoholic yep. or if you hit a rock bottom. And I remember the first time I started to see people talk online, like, you don't have to hit a rock bottom. You don't have to be an alcoholic. It's not that black and white. Like, it just shifted so much for me. And seeing people really modeling just, like, having fun, having fun, having fun without drinking and sobriety just being something that, like, regardless of your relationship with alcohol can just make your life better. Like those, like we need to see those, yeah. those things. Yeah. yeah. And just celebrating it. Yeah. Shown. And people at all ages. I mean, I was mm-hmm. approaching 50 when I was, you know, breaking mm-hmm. up with alcohol. And I think to see, I mean, to see you like someone so young to be living an alcohol free lifestyle. I mean, for you to make this decision so early in your life, like your future is so much brighter, you know, your health is so much oh. brighter. I mean, <laughs> I went through breast cancer. I'm sure my drinking didn't help that, you know? Right. So anyway, yeah. So it's been a lot of fun. So yeah, it's just yeah. posting on Instagram is what I do most. And then I have a Facebook group. Um, it's called Big Time Cheers because that's what I usually say. For whatever reason, I started saying that when I 
it's like, I would like make a drink and say big time cheers that. is what I say. So oh, I, love I, have that. Little, I have a Facebook group called big time cheers with mocktail mom. It's a free Facebook group. So people can join there and they share recipes and stuff in there. So yeah. Oh, that's so yeah. fun. So, oh just, my God. So just good. keep it fun. We're just keeping it fun. Right. Fun and happy yeah. because yeah. I mean, yeah, there's hard things in life, but not drinking is not one of them. It really isn't. I like that. I like that. Okay. To, to finish us off, what, what would you say if someone's listening, maybe they're struggling mm-hmm. a little bit with their relationship with alcohol. Maybe they're in the early days. What kind of, what would you want to say to that person? Mm-hmm. I think just keep going, um, reach out for support, mm-hmm. you know, find a community, whatever community that looks like for you, whether it's online or in person, you know, find people that you can connect with, um, who will be of support to you because you are not alone you are not the only person, you know, I thought for so long, like I'm the only mom who can't get a grip on it. Like I am the only mom. Like I thought I felt so bad about myself. So whoever's listening, you are not the only one struggling early days or struggling again or whatever. You are not alone. Mm-hmm. And no matter how far we are in the journey or just starting, we are here to encourage you and to cheer you on a hundred percent. So no shame, yeah. no shame. So good. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God, this was so fun. Oh. I had to stop. I feel like I'm just chatting with a girlfriend and I had to stop myself from going on side tangents. <laughs> we can talk about all these things, right? We can talk about, about well, I started so right. I start off with all kinds of side tangents. The whole thing. Yes. Thank no, you I so much it. for having me. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. And again, tell everybody where they can find you and follow you. So Instagram, I'm mocktail.mom. Mocktail.mom is my Instagram handle. And then my website is mocktailmom.com. My podcast is on there and membership and stuff like that. So it's mocktailmom.com is my website. So thank you. Amazing. You're such a joy, Deb. Thank you you so much for coming on. You are a delight. So thank you for asking me. Oh, my pleasure. Say hi to your mom. I will. (laughs) I will. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening this week. Be sure to give Deb a follow, listen to her podcast, follow along on everything she's doing. I've linked everything she mentioned in the description of this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, then be sure to share it with a friend or share it on social media rate, review, subscribe, follow me on Instagram at happiest sober and subscribe to my weekly newsletter at happiestsober.com. New episodes come out every Tuesday. So I'll chat with you next week. I hope you have an amazing week and remember that life's happiest when you're sober. Bye. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there.